Greetings, my friends, and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Website can be found at www.scriptureandprophecy.com. Well, today I wanted to share with you, as you know, I'm working on the audiobook version of the End of Days devotional, and I wanted to share chapter or day two and day three with you uh, today uh, for you to have a listen, and I hope and pray that it blesses you. Um, but I'll talk more about that here in a second. I felt led to start uh, the broadcast by reading a passage out of the book of Luke. And uh, so I don't know who this is for today, but may it be a blessing to you. Let's take a quick look. And it's the story of the young rich ruler who comes to Jesus. So let's just read it real quick out of the King James Bible. And it says, starting with verse 18, and this is chapter 18. And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? None is good, save one that is God. Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and mother. And he said, All of these have I kept from my youth up. Now when Jesus heard these things, he said unto him, Yet lackest thou one thing. Sell all that thou hast, and distribute it unto the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come, follow me. So Jesus' response to the guy was a few things. He says, You lackest one thing, but then he says to do a couple things. He says, sell everything that you have, distribute it to the poor, those who need it, and follow me. All right? Now, when we think of, you know, what must we do to be saved, all, all we t- typically think about is, well, just believe. And that is true because it is by faith. But like I point out in my book, and as a matter of fact, if you read the first the first seven days of this is me talking about the importance of being ready, watching, and how your actions matter. And I go on to say the reason your actions matter is because they show what you truly believe. They demonstrate what you truly believe. The, the actions themselves don't save you. They're the fruit of what is really in your heart. And when he heard this, talking about the young rich ruler, he was very sorrowful, for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he was very sorrowful, he said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? You wonder why God's people rarely are wealthy? Like, really wealthy? You you wonder why so many of God's people are kind of just paycheck to paycheck? You know, just average Joes as far as, as... possessions and money is concerned it's because God does not want those things holding us down he doesn't want those hindering our faith and our relationship with him because they can quickly get in the way they can become a problem I wonder if some of the things going on right now that God's permitting to take place all over the earth is to kind of strip away some of the world from the people to get the people in a position get his people specifically in a position 
where they are on their face and they can only rely on him, not on their wealth. You think about the lukewarm church. Their problem was that they had everything and they didn't understand that they had everything but Jesus. I wonder. For it is easier for a camel to go through the needle, needle's eye than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. And they that heard it said, Who then can be saved? And he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Then Peter said, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. And he said to them, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that have left house, or parents, or brethren, or wife, or children for the kingdom of God's sake, who shall not receive manifold more in this present time, and in the world to come, life everlasting. Well, I pray that that was a blessing to someone out there this morning. All right, what you're about to listen to is day two and day three from the end of days, a 30-day devotional. The paperback is now available in Amazon again. Um, It was down for four days, and the reason was is because I changed it from the end times to the end of days. The reason I did that is quite simply what I realized is that a lot more people are searching the term the end of days versus the last or the end times. That was the reason for the change. I had no idea that it was going to be stuck in limbo on Amazon for four days or five days. I think it was four days or however long it was. So that's the reason for the change. If you have the one that says the end times, it's the exact same book. It's just a title change. And in fact, you have a rare copy because very few of these have made it out into the world. Uh, So that was the whole reason for that. All right. I have some things I'm working on. There was some really good feedback, positive feedback on the study we did on Passover and the format and all of that. So we're going to be doing something like that, something similar to that for Shavuot, the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost. Um, So that's what I'm going to be working on over the next few weeks. And uh, we'll be doing the same format. But hopefully I can get it out with like a week to spare before the actual feast comes up. So plenty of people have time to work through the study and all of that. So that's something that's on the agenda to be looking for in the next couple of weeks. The audiobook for this devotional I'm working on. I'm hoping to have it done in the next few weeks. So uh, we shall see. I'm trying to be productive during this time. Um... Uh, I don't want this time to be wasted, uh, like I've mentioned, you know, being fearful and being unproductive. So I'm trying to do all that I can uh, for the kingdom of God right now and try to be creative and utilize the gifts and the tools that God has given me. And I hope that you would do the same. All right. Enjoy day two and day three, the end of days, a 30-day devotional audio book peace and grace be with all of you and until next time god bless day two the wise and foolish virgins jesus tells a parable in the book of matthew chapter 25 in this parable Jesus is likening the coming kingdom of heaven to ten virgins, or maidens, who are going forth to meet the bridegroom. Five virgins were wise and were prepared to meet the bridegroom. They took the time to think ahead and to be ready. The other five were foolish. 
they were not prepared and did not think ahead. Unfortunately for the foolish five, when the shout came at midnight to come out to meet the bridegroom, they could not enter the wedding supper. Matthew 25 verses 1 through 13 say this, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us your oil, for our lamps have gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. The first thing I find interesting is all the virgins fell asleep because the bridegroom failed to come when they were expecting him. He seems delayed. Again, Matthew 25.5 says, While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. This idea of falling asleep seems to come up often when the Bible is talking about being ready and watchful. It seems to warn there is a great danger in taking our eyes off Jesus and falling asleep. We also see it in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus charged his disciples to watch with him, and yet they continued to fall asleep. And it cometh unto his disciples, and findeth them asleep. And he saith unto Peter, What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Matthew twenty six forty through 41 Paul warns us not to sleep as others do, but to watch. First Thessalonians 5, 6 says this, Therefore let us not sleep as others do. But let us watch and be sober. Jesus wants us to keep our eyes on him and always be prepared. Lest the world lure us away and we fall back into sin. Lest he come back and find us unprepared to meet him and be with him for all eternity. This is a very serious matter. One which does not get the attention it deserves by the modern church and by modern Christians. Those who dare think in their heart, the Lord has delayed and is coming and slipped back into their sinful ways, will not inherit the kingdom. They will instead receive their portion with the hypocrites and with the non-believers. Matthew 24, 50-51 says this, The Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. As you can see, this is very serious matter and is not to be taken lightly. 
May we listen to Paul's warning to not sleep, but stay sober and watchful. Day 3 Of that day and hour knoweth no man. The uncertainty of the time of Christ's coming is, to those who are watchful, a savior of life unto life, and makes them more watchful. But to those who are careless, it is a savior of death unto death, and makes them more careless. Matthew Henry Watching for the return of Christ is not just some good idea or good Christian practice. It is a commandment from Jesus himself and a commandment which comes with great blessing if obeyed, but with great consequences if ignored. In the book of Matthew, chapter 24, we see a parable told by Jesus to his followers about the importance of watching and being ready for his return. It tells about the importance of not being caught off guard thinking he has delayed in his coming. Let's examine the parable verse by verse, starting with verses 42 through 44. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready for in such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. Jesus is making it clear we need to watch for his return, because we do not know when he will appear. Over the years, I've seen many date setters, false prophets, and end of days timelines predicting the rapture or the return of Christ. They all failed in their predictions, even though there may be some good logic to their reasoning. Man simply doesn't know when Christ will return, which is why we must always be watching and prepared. As a matter of fact, Jesus explains us precisely when we think not he will come, and those who are unprepared will be taken off guard, much like a man who is not expecting a thief to break into his house. However, if the good man is watching and praying and paying attention, then it will be impossible for the thief to catch him unprepared. Matthew chapter 24, verses 45 through 47 say this, Who then is a faithful and wise servant, whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give him meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord when he cometh shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you, he shall make him ruler over all his goods. But, and if that evil servant shall say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming, and shall begin to smite his fellow servants, and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him, and in an hour when he is not aware of, and shall cut him asunder, and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, When Jesus returns unexpectedly, 
Will he find you being faithful with the work he has entrusted you? Will you be paying attention and watching for your master? Those who are will be blessed. However, those who think in their heart our Lord Jesus has delayed his coming, those who go back to walking in the flesh, they will not only be greatly caught off guard by the Savior's return, but their inheritance will be with the hypocrites, not with those who inherit the kingdom of God. These are very frightening verses and should be a grave warning to those who approach the rock with God lightly. While we are saved by the grace of God and not by the works of the law, there is still an expectation of walking in faithfulness and obedience to Christ. Your actions matter. In fact, your actions demonstrate what you truly believe. If you believe that Jesus is Lord, then your walk and the fruit of your actions should be proof of that. Today's call of action. Let us not take our relationship with the creator of all things lightly. May he find us in a state of faithfulness when he returns.